holy fucking shit, we did it. We talked for seven hours. We talked for the length of Godfather 1 and 2 about Bill William Gunn. We started as boys. Just small boys, John. Yeah, now I'm, a, now I'm a fucking man, and you're a fucking little-dicked cuck bitch. You don't come. My dick is big. I'm a big cummed man. I'm a man now, John. Your loads are couldn't fill a thimble. It would be like a drop of water in a thimble. I learned a lot about myself on this journey, As John. did I. I learned such things as um, Billy Gunn deserves the career that he has. Um, that this guy gets way weirder with age. That's the main thing I would take away from it. Is he's his most normal when he's a um, a rodeo man in his early twenties? Because in this last episode, it gets so weird. He's an illegal bodybuilder. That's the weirdest revelation of this guy. I don't understand why it matters that Billy Gunn. I mean, we're putting the cart before the horse here, but let's fucking do it, Pulp Fiction style, baby. I don't understand why it matters that Billy Gunn did steroids in a weightlifting contest. And, well, I mean, I know why it matters. They have to seem like they give a flying fuck about steroids, when in reality, they fire Billy Gunn for steroids, and Brock Lesnar has twice tested positive for steroids under the UFC banner, and no one fucking Well, that's cares. because, that uh, essentially, and the John Moxley podcast confirmed that, is that Brock Lesnar is essentially with the WWE because Vince McMahon likes to be able to be like, I tell Brock what to do. And he could give a fuck about Billy Gunn. Essentially, by the way, if any, if there any wonder, within five years the WWE will be sold or will be bankrupt, and it is completely because they have not made the decision to fucking boot Vince McMahon out, and it's things like that are going to be the end of it because all they need to do is either have someone finally bring a lawsuit to them against monopolies, which I guarantee the cons are trying to do. Or um, uh, bring a lawsuit about the fact that they're not independent contractors. And things like the Brock Lesnar steroid stuff will be brought up so fucking fast. And they will be so fucking fucked. It's crazy. The independent contractor lawsuit was already levied by Raven and a bunch of other people. And they actually lost. Again, but it's again doing it. It's You can lose these lawsuits a couple of times. It's proving it in a, beyond a, the shadow of a doubt. It's also... Against mm -hmm. something like AEW, where it is a viable alternative, and they yeah. they are providing healthcare and they are treating them like employees, so that then creates a business alternative, which means you can go and be like, why does this company do this and this company doesn't do that? Also, by the way, that lawsuit was levied and then Linda McMahon went into the business administration. Like, that's some fucking shady ass shit. Yeah, and also the fact that like, the expectation of a guy like Tony Khan is way different than the expectation of a guy like Vince McMahon, by which I mean Vince McMahon bursts on the scene as Mr. Carney beats the U.S. government in the steroid scandal versus a guy uh, like Tony Khan, who is a legitimate businessman who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a business within the big one of the biggest and most famous businesses on planet Earth. He actually owns... Two businesses within the two most famous sports leagues on earth being the English Premiership, where he owns Fulham, and the NFL, where he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of expectation from a guy like that. That's a guy in a super public, super public, uh, bum, 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 bum. He's in, he's in the super public. He's jacking off in public. I just want to see how, I just wanted to see how long it would take you to get through what exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> 
Most times I talk for more than 30 seconds, I lose my train of thought immediately. <laughs> I just like how you're like, he's in the public, public. Uh, uh, come, 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 bum, come, bum. come, 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 come. Save it with my fetish. Save it with my fetish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I'm here. I'm here to yeah. drink. I'm here to drink. Come. Here's my question for you, John. What do you do after you're fired from TNA? Um, you look in the mirror and go, thank God that's over. I don't need to have Vince uh, Russo continually spit in my mouth. We ended on Billy Gunn's low point as a man yelling, I hate Jews on a voicemail. <laughs> and now we will start. We will start. We will start with 2012. Mm. Billy Gunn has cleaned his fucking shit up. It also seems like TNA is so much the nexus of everyone's pill problem. Yeah, of course. Like TNA is just like Kurt Angle tells this story where someone sees him in an airport and they just go up to him like Kurt Angle you are amazing why don't you wrestle anymore like that's what TNA is you're getting the paycheck but you're doing bullshit and no one gives a fuck no one you don't you're not recognized anymore and obviously that's why you get into wrestling so it must be super weird for a guy like Billy Gunn to be doing bullshit where he's someone's lackey but also no one knows no one knows no one cares yeah no it's also going to be one of those things where um, he's also, um, how do I say this? He's not Kurt Angle. So no one is walking up to him in an airport and going, hey, Kurt Angle. They're walking up to him and being like, why do I know you? That's, that's I didn't even think of. He's just this large man who then you place where he is and you no longer are scared of him or have respect. Yeah. You're, hey, are you gross? That's you. That's what people say. <laughs> hey, um, oh, fuck. This guy's pretty scary. Oh, wait, you're the guy who fake gay married someone. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you the guy that made um, everyone who works for Glad cry? Um, no, that was my boss. I was just the pawn in that. Well, fuck you. I was just one of the workers who tried to set gay people back a ton of time. Yeah. I wasn't the general. I was the foot soldier in the war against homosexuality. <laughs> so, as we're going to allude to here, Billy Gunn cleans up his act because TNA is... Vince Russo is no longer driving a uh, wheelbarrow full of pills up and pouring it down his fucking throat. Swim in the pills, bro. Swim in the fucking pills. Yeah. Uh, bro, bro, bro. Okay, so today in the match, what you do is, you know your mom, I'm actually going to, she's going to be sexually assaulted by this bulldozer. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that really helps with my match against uh, Christopher Daniels. Bro, it's all about spectacle. Don't fucking act like you're Jim Cornette, bro. Bro, 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 bro. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Okay. Jim Cornette is full of shit, and yet everything he says about Vince Russo is definitely true. Yeah. Well, Jim Cornette's just like, it's the classic thing where he gets so angry, and sometimes you're on his side, but most of the time you're not. But the times you are on his side, you're, he's saying and being exactly as mean as you want to be, but you know that you're that it's stupid to be that mean, but he's like clearly got an anger issue and has never gone to therapy. I would love to see a therapist in Jim Cornette. Oh my god! Like, uh, as in, you would love to see a poor, hapless woman being called a cunt by someone from Louisiana? Yeah, I mean, the the therapist would have to be just like a man from the south. 
who loves the AWA or some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, his his therapist would have to be Nick Bockwinkel. <laughs> exactly, Nick Bockwinkel, or he would just not accept the therapy. Yeah. You don't even fuck. You don't even fucking know anything about the Midnight Express. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, his uh, his therapist is Cowboy Bill Watts. <laughs> now, Jimmy, you're gonna confront your issues with your mother, or Grizz is gonna come in here and do that thing that makes him feel like God. <laughs> Grizzly Smith is an enforcer, but not on the men, on the families. Uh, thing to never fucking forget about fucking Cowboy Bill Watts is employed Grizzly Smith for over thirty years was around his kids, had to be aware of what that guy was getting up to. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that the cowboy Bill Watts was just like, oh, sure, you don't leave him with a child, but he's he's good at his work. Well, no, I think it's just probably like, well, not, not my kids. That's what a lot of people do, not my kids. Yeah, so he leaves the, uh, not even the wilderness of independent wrestling, but probably the sweet, sweet relief of independent wrestling. Um, yeah, exactly. And heads back... To his ancestral home, to Vince. I assume. What do you think Vince McMahon does to people that when they returned from TNA? Does he assume that they're dead? I don't think he understands. Vince McMahon, I assume, only thinks that his company. That's it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they've started putting like all of the like, like the returns of people for the Hall of Fame, and Vince McMahon has clearly been told like, oh, you have to welcome them with congeniality, even though they're like they're the Bruno Sammartino one is crazy because Bruno Sammartino is clearly a man who does not hug other men, and Vince McMahon walks up to him and goes, "Welcome home, <laughs> Bruno," with his arms outstretched. Bruno goes to shake his hand, and Vince hugs him anyway. And Bruno has what I only can describe as hate crime face. Yeah, and he has said this to a few people. Like he said it to Jim Cornette, like "Welcome home." It's like. This isn't their fucking home. Only you like living here, Vince. You, Steve Austin, and Paul <laughs> Heyman like this house. Everyone else is very uncomfortable in this house. Your own wife went to work for the Trump administration, uh, risking That's very being funny. indicted, then live in this house. You're so weird about your own house, you're starting a football league in your house that's also going to fail. I think that Vince honestly uses those tactics though very easily just like it, the family tactic is something you use in a cult because you're fucking people like you're my family vince being nice all these manipulative things are basically so he doesn't have to pay for health care that's very funny this all of this is just an effort not to pay for health care do you imagine the health care costs of like if you if if the wwe installed Healthcare, like what happened in the UFC, but way more so what happened, which is when the UFC didn't have healthcare, you would get guys fighting injured. And what would happen is essentially they would have to use the money from their fight to pay for their torn ACLs and whatever else injury happened during the fight. And there's a lot of guys who would go into a fight essentially with a fucking broken leg or some shit. Yeah, men. They're called men, and they're not like you. They're not little babies. That's what I do. I'm fucking... I'm performing this a whole podcast. I do it every week with a fucking bring me down little bitch. That's a man thing. I to perform do. every single one of our podcasts with a mind altering erection. I take five. Uh, I take five <laughs> Viagra's and three blue chews that I purchased off of a wrestling podcast that Jim Cornette's not on because all of his fans have hard dicks. And uh, do you want um, do you want some blue chew for your uh, for your wedding? <laughs> 
No, I don't need it. I've been thinking about your wedding, and I think that the groomsmen should all have uh, have had to have had a blue chew and be in DX football jerseys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm all I'm. That's or stone cold baseball jerseys. Well, it can be both, man. That's true. You can wear one over the other. The DX football jerseys are the pants. The stone cold baseball jerseys are the up upstairs. So I I think that's good. I'm walking down the aisle to um, the Nation of Domination song. That's that's good. You should uh, you should uh, walk down the aisle to Billy Gunn's theme song. Uh oh, you know that's a great. I'm an ass man. And then make it clear you will consummate your marriage. Anally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to walk down the aisle and just point at every single member of her family. Not yet, but soon. And then kissy face them. <laughs> yeah. Can you have a baby by nothing in a shitter? We're about to find out tonight. Yeah. We, may, we might be both we might be both white, but there's a possibility this baby is going to be brown because I'm going to put her in her pooter. <laughs> there you go. That's how, right, that's how race works. That's how race works. Ah, am a scientist. <laughs> For the record, I don't I'm believe that. Pussies. I'm just reading from Dylan's journal. I have a blog. Yeah. It's called a blog, John. Dylan's, I don't have a blog. You do, though. You love blogging. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that was, imagine you had a blog. Gross. I had one when I was. I'm updating my blog. <laughs> uh, when I was in, when I was a teenager, or like, an, and by teenager, I mean 19, yeah. 19 and 20. And it is very douchey and very embarrassing. Is this still up? It is. Telling you how to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find your live journal. Who says it was a live? It was actually a diary land, which is much more embarrassing because that's a based in That's very funny. Off live journal. That a diary land. <laughs> that is really close to diarrhea land. <laughs> Which is uh, what Vin- uh, Vince McMahon called TNA for years. He just thought it was a place where people went to shit. <laughs> Vince, I think, honestly thinks TNA. When Billy Gunn came back from TNA, he probably was like, oh, you're in that territory. Like, I honestly believe he thinks that every other company with TV is a territory. The only reason he's probably got his ears up about AEW is because it's another guy who has as much money as him starting a wrestling I'm going to throw this out here and go even further is it's possible that he just thinks that those wrestlers are in the bathroom. <laughs> ah, how was it? Like, I don't think that... I don't think that he'll ever really take AEW seriously until they, like, actually sign... Like, there's actually a bidding war, and they sign a free agent away from him. Like, Dean Ambrose clearly just wanted to go somewhere else, and AEW was an excuse. Um, I think that, like, let's say if Rock Lesnar's contract ends, and then AEW signs him, then he'll be like, we're in a wrestling war. No, um, he won't acknowledge they're in a wrestling real war ever uh, until... They are in deep financial straits. That's the only the only way that they acknowledged WCW was a problem was only when they started losing ratings and raw. It wasn't even like like the fucking billionaire ten stuff. All of that like came after they were already losing a huge amount of ground to WCW because of the ratings of Monday Night Raw. Like the whole idea that the NWO spiked the ratings is um uh is uh, a misnomer it was actually happening before uh yeah nitro won the first uh night head to head yeah it was it was actually predicated on the macho man rick flair feud is the first thing that got them consistently beating them in the ratings which is hilarious that it was 
the continuation. Yeah, the continuation of something that Vince himself started, pro wrestling as a whole. But Billy Gunn, who we're here to goddamn talk about, returns to WWE in 2012. He's clean. He's sober. He gets to be Billy Gunn again. The first appearance he has is the thousandth episode of Raw in uh, on July 23rd, 2012. Him and Triple H have a discussion over who does the um, I got two words for you suck it thing. And uh, Sean looks visibly upset when um, Road Dog and Triple H both bring up his Playgirl ad. And I can't remember who, but someone also intimates that he had a drug problem, and it's very funny. Yeah, this is very much, this is all uh, Christian DX is no more. Now it's old guy DX. Yes, the worst of all the DXs, my personal most hated, because it is legitimately it's not even fun like christian joke dx it's just we're a little baby bitch dx what i like is because they come back as the new age outlaws even though they're both clearly 50 yeah there's nothing new age about like it's like there's nothing new age about them they can't even say oh you didn't know your your ass better call somebody they have to say oh you didn't know you better call somebody they can't say ass they can't say bitch their nuts are super clipped here it's also, uh, no, they say, I don't even think they say ass, because I think they just call him Billy Gunn. No, they call him Badass Billy Gunn, but they don't say your ass better call somebody, and, uh, fuck, what was it? Because Road Dog had a saying, I watched it earlier, but he says, up in this bitch, uh, but he points it to the sky, so the crowd says bitch instead of him, and he never does that again on TV. Like, they clearly were like, you can't just make the crowd say bitch. It's the stupidest fucking thing in the world because it's also like, what about all the times they yell asshole and fuck you? There was an episode of Raw yeah. where they literally chant fuck you Roman, fuck you Roman, fuck you Roman for an it's the hour. Crowd, yeah, but that's the that's the that's the uh, that's the crowd. Yeah, but though. they're al- they can turn the crowd volume off. Like that's the other thing is that it's like, oh well, what are they gonna yeah. do? It's like you mute the crowd. Oh no, we can't do that. Yeah, you you, you literally can and have done it before. Uh. December 2012, Billy Gunn is hired uh, as a trainer uh, at NXT, and he really, really liked it. And the Outlaws come back pretty much full time as a tag cha- as tag team, where they're feuding with the Road Scholars, um, and they uh, defeat Primo and Epico on March 4th, 2013, and that's at uh, Old School Raw. And that's their first New Age Outlaws match in WWE TV uh, for over a decade. They then accept the uh, challenge from Team Road Scholars and face them in a match, which uh, Rock Lesnar ruins when he F5s both Outlaws. He's ba- they're basically being used as pawns in uh, Lesnar's feud with Triple H. And I think that really works. Like, it's the exact same thing as Kurt Angle when he put the angle lock on uh, Sensational Sherry. Oh, yeah, it was very similar. Only what was weird was that this was way more sexual than the Kurt Angle one. Yeah, because <laughs> he went, because Brock said, you look like a wife yeah. to Billy Gunn. Paul Heyman was and on the mic and he just kept yelling, I'm hard, I'm hard, I'm hard. <laughs> if all the people, all the people, hang on, Dylan, Dylan, if all the people in wrestling, I think Paul Heyman is the person I want to see naked the least, because I there, there's no way, there's no way it's even good. Like, you know, his nipples are weird. You know that there's like hair poking out of weird places i would venture to say that his belly maybe covers his dick completely oh. 
He's got like that weird stretch apron thing. That's a hundred percent. Like he tucks his shirt in and his belly is so much farther down than where his shirt's tucked in, you know? His belly reaches his like mid thigh. He's just got a flat, long, sagging gut. Body shamed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's also weird is Paul Hammond's one of the few people you cannot find the name of his wife uh, for his two kids. For the purposes of this show, I just wanted to find out his wife's name and can't find it. That is his old training from running ECW, though, where he's like, if anyone can find my wife's name, they're going to just write cunt in their own blood on our door. Yeah, if anyone can find my wife's name, Tommy Dreamer will fuck her. <laughs> That's happened, and it's been at the request of Paul Heyman, to be fair, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a total liar. Her name is Marla Heyman. May I actually ask you something, Mr. Dreamer? How about you fuck my wife on the ECW arena, and then I fuck you, and it's a fuck train. You're the middle of a fuck sandwich. We power fuck her both at once. And then you face Taz. Let me ask you something, Mr. Dreamer. When you nut, does it have the consistency of American cheese? Because I <laughs> nut cheese. Um, also, the internet is full of lies. It lists Paul Hay- I have diabetes to the point where I actually produce Cinnabon sauce out of my steaming, Mr. Dreamer. Do you understand how sick I My am? My diabetes is so palpable, I've actually grown another foot to replace the one I had to gnaw off. <laughs> it's made of sugar, and I can't step in puddles. <laughs> <laughs> what I would give to have been there when Paul Heyman and Brian Gewert supposedly had a fist fight. Oh, that would have been great. This fight probably just means they both they both uh, saw the notebook together, and then the one who cried more won the fight. I'm more emotionally available than you, Mr. Gewertz. I win the fight. I actually have a soul because my father sued a man and won it for me. I want you to know <laughs> that I'm going to have... I'm now the produ- producer of The Rock's company. And you're fired. Also, I've borrowed a lot of money against that company, and I've put it in a limited liability fund incorporated in the Cayman Islands. And also, Tommy Dreamer just paid for my car. (laughs) So let's get back to the New Age Outlaws here for a sec, because they go in a feud with the Shield. They lose that feud. They're teaming with CM Punk for a while. That's right, everybody. The fucking New Age Outlaws are at the tippy top of the motherfucking card. And they won the tag titles on the January 26th. I believe this is 2014. As five years ago, they won the WWE tag team titles off of Cody Rhodes and Goldust, who had just won the titles in a very emotional match. And they were not pushed at all after that. At fucking all. No, of course not. Everyone was very mad. The Outlaws retain the championship against Rolls and Goldust in a steel cage match. They have been put over, and then this is where Billy Gunn uh, says that they actually start what they were the they actually start fulfilling what they came there to do, which is they go into a feud with the Usos and the Usos beat them up. Yeah, well, this is the weird thing. This is and he compares this to what Legion of Dim- Doom did for them. I would say absolutely not, because the Legion of Doom were still relevant. 
No, no, fuck you, fuck you, no. This I I agree. I just don't think that the Usos, the Usos didn't do it as definitively, and they didn't humiliate them. Like it would literally have been, it should have been one of those things where they like they shaved Road Dogs, um, cornrows. And they, if they just... He didn't have corners. I don't know. They spanked Billy Gunn's ass and kept being like, it's a good ass now, not a bad ass. Oh, that's... A good <laughs> yes. They take... They shave Billy Gunn's ass. His famously hairy ass. He has to finally shave yeah. it. They just keep shaving it. They beat them in a match so hard that they actually have to call themselves the Smoking Guns and legally Road Dog has to change his name to Bart Gun. That's what should have happened. <laughs> Butterbean just comes out and beats the shit out of him and keeps yelling, That's because <laughs> I should have got a contact. <laughs> You're Bart Gunn now. This is Bart. This is Bart. Still the creepiest part of that fucking Kurt Angle, Marty Jannetty thing is him just yelling, This is Sean. This is Sean. And part of you is like, I think Kurt believes that. I think Kurt's already at WrestleMania. <laughs> the CTE has taken hold. Oh, his neck is so depleted, and he thinks actually his... He just keeps yelling, this is my son, this is my son, while he's trying to coddle a lamp. <laughs> I'll feed you, Kurt Jr. He, that's what he calls his dick. He thinks his dick's his kid. You're my kid. You're a dick. <laughs> Time to touch my kid. <laughs> oh, no, Dylan, no! No! Yes. Yeah. Also, when when do the New Age Outlaws then just for no reason align with CM Punk because of the Shield? Is that this? That's around now. Yeah, that's of course around now. Yeah. Um, they align with CM Punk, and um, the, it's so fucking weird. And then they turn heel by abandoning Punk, uh, during a match against the Shield, uh, because you know what? Rather than push new talent. I have some backup to face these group of three beyond intimidating assassins is I got um, my uncles who are recently gotten trying to get into trap music. (laughs) (laughs) They think Macklemore is trap music and they love it. (laughs) Do you think that at some point, because it's crazy that this was five years ago, but this is the end of CM Punk's run. This is how out of touch and irrelevant the new age outlaws in a way were is they didn't even get mentioned in his screed podcast where he absolutely attacked the wwe he didn't even for once mention like oh and i had to hang out with the new age outlaws and have fun i think that they're probably just nice guys who knew their place and the other thing is triple h gave this big speech to billy gunn when he came into the company is like you're not one of the boys now you just kind of have to be super officey and avoid everything also you really can't find anyone that says anything bad about Billy Gunn. Even Triple H, even any of the other people that were in... Sorry. Any of the other people that were the focus of his I've just swallowed the entire prescription bottle of pills, now I'm doing a shoot interview after some vodka sodas, no one even holds it against them. They're like, nah, Billy doesn't mean that. Like, that's how nice a man this guy seems to be. Because it, because professionally he was so giving. Like he always, he's sick. Once again, Billy Gunn is the size of the rock. Billy Gunn is bigger than Brock Lesnar. He's taller than Brock Lesnar. Billy Gunn could have been like, I'm a power guy. He could have said that, but he didn't. He, he, he at six foot five and 260 pounds still worked not as well as by any stretch of the imagination, but like a guy like Mr. Perfect, like a guy like Ric Flair, where 
his whole thing was he was a bump machine. So it's really hard to be angry when it's like you're six feet tall and 220 pounds. And this guy who's six, five, two is being like, yeah, sure. Do your power spots. Yeah. Like, I don't think Billy Gunn ever said no to anything. I don't ever, I don't think he ever was like, I won't. Do well, that. I think it also he just the did thing with whatever. Billy Gunn that's very interesting of going through the fucking seven hours we have is that he's clearly someone who actually doesn't know. the. He learned the wrestling business not as a fan. So that's true. Yeah. So he never had that vision of himself as the world champ. He was just like, this is fun. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of, I'll do it. Like, he's just, he's literally in it for the money. Yep. And he likes it. It just seems like a job he likes. Like, the same way you would start a day job that you liked. Where you're like, oh, I actually like, you know, working at this counting firm. Yeah, might as well. It's just his job was uh, keep the road dog alive. And then his job later became out pill the road dog. And boy, oh boy, did he. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy how not unique their story is, though. Like, can't even be like, look at this redemption problem. They had drug issues. Like, yeah, everyone had drug issues. Get in the ring and put on your 1999 visor, because, baby, it's time to be old. Like, they didn't even really have a redemption. It was more like, I mean, no one, like, you would have been sad if they died, but they clearly didn't, so here they are again. It's like, oh, yeah, those guys. (laughs) Clearly, they're still alive. Polite applause. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk more about the New Age Outlaws' last run as uh, wrestlers. Oh, we also get to talk about the tough... Oh, I got some stuff to say. All right, see you in a second. Oh, what a great show you're listening to. Halfway done. Time for some fun. I I hate this. Uh, Hey, everybody, come and see my Edinburgh show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day at 9.30 at the Monkey Barrel 2. Please buy tickets ahead of time. Tickets are surprisingly moving, which is not something I'm used to in my career. And then stick around at 11 o'clock. I'm watching wrestling and doing comedy and commentary with Colt Cabana at 11 o'clock. Also at the Monkey Barrel 2. And Dylan Gott will be appearing on one of the shows August. What day, Dylan? August 6th, 11 p.m. Come to the show. Jack off in the back. Don't listen. Close your eyes. Jack Close off. Close your eyes. And at the, we'll, know the, we'll all know the show is over when we're covered in the viscous fluid of wrestling fans. Oh, it's more clear than it is uh, white. They must love pro wrestling. Not in your hand. Wait till the end. Cole Cabana, say, I want to buy one of your t-shirts. Then present them with your cum. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, when we say present, we mean I want you to blow it in his face. Blow a load in his fucking face. Thank you for listening. Now back to what whatever we're talking about. I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is so it actually makes my cock bigger that's the start of this ad oh please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review and donate and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zumoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Billy Gunn and Road Dogg are back in the WWE. He also becomes trainer at NXT. The other thing he starts doing is being a on-screen trainer for Tough Enough. Now, this Tough Enough yes. was the best. Shit. Oh, no, it was the best. Oh, no, it was the fucking best. They let the fans fucking vote on who stayed, so they all just kept putting through 
a fat guy named ZZ that Vince McMahon clearly would hate, who was just a fun personality. Um, Hulk Hogan had to yeah. leave midway through because this is when it was revealed. He said the hard N with the hard R a lot. And <laughs> Billy Gunn as the trainer just yelled in the most like, I'm a jock dad man kind of way. I'm just like, you got to get down. Don't you want this? Come on. Come on. Oh, it's fucking good stuff. <laughs> All the while, by the way, being a undocumented bodybuilding comp- competitor for no reason. For no reason, he's doing undocumented bodybuilding competition. He's having a great time. Is he? He's doing bodybuilding, and it was a. Uh, it wasn't bodybuilding. It was powerlifting, which explains the steroids. Of course, it does. You need fucking power to do that lift, baby. Well. Here's the weird thing. All right, we, we should explain this before we go. So how the rest of the run works out is the, they job to the uh, Usos, for some reason, not on the pay-per-view. Legit, on the go-home show, they lose the titles to the Usos. And then um, the are triple powerbombed, tri- sorry, double triple powerbombed by The Shield uh, when they team with Kane in a losing effort at WrestleMania 30. Um, so obviously they're doing the big J-O-B there. They're kind of used weirdly to get the shield more over because that's, you know, number one A, obviously, uh, plan is to make the shield, uh, the fucking double, 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 uh, sorry, Roman Reigns, get Roman Reigns over as associative. And then they kind of go back into the legend role, which is they bury the Ascension for some reason, um, because Vince McMahon didn't like the Ascension, which... Oh, here's, I will say this. I'm hoping we'll never have to do an Ascension episode. Do you know much about the Ascension, John? No. All I know is that I think Vince McMahon brought them up to the main roster because he hated them so much he wanted to fucking spit at them every Monday. The Ascension got over because basically NXT is a cruiserweight territory. And then once they're around Brock Lesnar, you can't be like, these guys are the new Road Warriors. Because it's literally like, it looks like two guys started a metal band and uh, the one guy is going to have to leave because he looks so weird. But here's my thing. is, And it's, again, it's uh, something I continually have a problem with with NXT is that, okay, if they're over in NXT, bring them up and do what you did in NXT in on the main roster. It's not hard. And yet they act like it's literally the most impossible thing in the entire world. I will say this. Someone said this one time because I definitely didn't say it, but it's a very good point. Uh, they said this. Uh, I think this was Jason Agnew on a, sh- a show that's now dead called Live Audio Wrestling. Some of them, sometimes it'll only work in a small arena. Now, what I mean by that is like, like we've all seen this happen where it's like, let's say an alt comedian does a theater show and it always sucks because they're just standing exactly still. They don't pace the stage whatsoever. They're not made for theaters for whatever reason. Yeah. That's a lot of the times like NXT guys, like like a guy like Connor and Victor, you can get them over the Ascension um, by just having them quick squash matches because they're not on a three-hour show. On a three-hour show, you have to have long matches. I'm going to say this again so everyone fucking paid. The three-hour show thing is you have the deepest roster and the most money. Get more wrestlers, do more matches. It's not fucking difficult to fill three hours if you actually map it out and use your writing staff the issue with the wwe production and it goes back to when they're using the new age outlaws is if you have legends like the new age outlaws put them in quick matches do a bunch of quick matches fucking 
Nitro, that was the one redeeming thing about Nitro, is when it moved to three hours, it had a shitload of matches because it was a fucking wrestling show. Yeah. As opposed to the WWE now, which is, we don't know how to fill three hours of time. Here's what we'll do. Half an hour of backstage vignettes. No one gives a fuck about that. You have all the NXT wrestlers. Bring some of them up. Do every week on Raw an NXT profile match. Do every week on Raw one 205 live match. Quick, high-paced matches. They did that for a while. It sucked. Because they made them do 25 minutes of a cruiserweight match. And also, the presentation is bad. The commentators don't know what they're talking about. Like, for fuck's sake, it's super fucking easy to present a five-minute match of fucking cool acrobatic shit. Also, don't change the ring ropes and the ring configuration because you have to do a long-ass break. Just have them come out and do a cruiserweight match. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems, mainly... I think that it's don't fucking don't defend them. You're defending them. You fuck. Well, it's what am I supposed to do? Oh yes, John, you're white, John. Yes, oh, John, he's getting to married to a fucking for sure woman with Stockholm syndrome. It'll be revealed. That's you. I've been mailing letters to your wife's family saying it's not too late. He's a predator. <laughs> yeah, but you misspelled predator. They're like, what? What's a p dater? <laughs> that's what i mean he only dates uh chicks with heavy fucking pee flow oh, gross. that's true you gotta take at least six pisses a day for old john hastings if you can't fill a mason jar in a 24-hour period i don't want to know. <laughs> darling sweetie how many peas today i haven't been drinking a lot of water three well that's bad for you those are breakup figures. Don't flush the toilet, sweetie. I'm thirsty. <laughs> How much money That's would you. it take for you to drink a mason jar filled with pee? Oh, no. I wouldn't do it. My life's pretty good right now. I wouldn't uh, drink pee. <laughs> <laughs> two million dollars. Would you drink pee for two, two million dollars? Would you have to do it in front of your wife? And only she... No, I, would I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No, I wouldn't do for it. For two million dollars. No, my life's good, man. I've got everything I need. I don't need to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm like, I'm finally financially stable enough that I could reject some sort of weird billionaire's offer to drink pee. I guarantee your wife would be angry at you. Oh, she'd be pissed. She wants two million dollars very badly. <laughs> like she would be. Like you. You, ironically, you might get divorced. The uh, the, the greatest would you suck a dick for a million dollars conversation happened between my brother-in-law and his friend, <laughs> where his friend was talking about how he would suck a dick for $500 million, and he like he's like, a million dollars, man? He's so dumb, but it made so much sense. He's like, a million dollars? You gotta update the figures. I'm not sucking a dick so I can have an okay condo. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. What? I, I fucking suck a dick that I got an okay condo and a Yaris. Get fucked, buddy. Five hundred million at least. And then, and then my brother-in-law kept saying he would never suck a dick because that'd be gay. He would get his dick sucked by a guy with good hair. Like he'd have to like pick out the proper wig. <laughs> I pick out a wig. I don't fucking care. I pick out a wig. Maybe he's got fucking Alyssa fucking Milano's hair, bro. Maybe. He's got to be small, too, man. Hey, here's a question. Does your brother-in-law <laughs> still just hang out in his car watching movies? No, he's not grieving anymore, John. <laughs> I made it real. Um, It's still funny. No matter the reason, it's the weirdest grieving process I've ever seen. Is you're just, You just see a guy like, oh, why's that guy in that idling car? He's watching a movie. <laughs> He didn't want to be inside. He wanted to smoke cigarettes. 
I get it. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, they they squash the ascension. Here's how it happens. Basically, JBL uh, on commentary says these the ascensions are f- the ascension. They're trying to be the like, Legion of Doom, but they're not. They're fucking losers. So what happens? Old guys beat them up again. I, again, during the WWE pr- bankruptcy proceedings, this will be shown to a judge while John Bradshaw Layfield is crying. And calling AEW be like, can I work for you? I'm a bad financial advisor. I put all my money in VHS because I thought Netflix was silly. I don't have a horse. Why am I wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> I think the thing will be shown is like that is Kevin Nash beating CM Punk. <laughs> That'll oh, be like, that, yeah. Hey, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin, but then we let Kamala basically beat him. Do you know what I mean? No, it'd be it'd be like if King Kong Bundy beat Stone Cold in '97. That's pretty much what they were dealing with. <laughs> King Kong Bundy comes back, avalanche. It's done. Oh, five count. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I and anyone who wants, I can't say this to. I can't tweet this to John Bradshaw Layfield because he's blocked me on all social media. But uh, if anyone Very wants funny. to, just let him know. That I think he's a little bitch, and I live in Los Angeles, California. I'm six four, and I have red hair. I will tie both hands behind my back, and I guarantee I'll still beat him in a fucking fight because he's a little bitch who never has owned a horse. Isn't probably even from Texas. He's probably from Connecticut and moved there like George W. Bush, and he's a bully fuck. And one day I'm going to see him in public, and I'm going to tell him that he can suck my ass. He's the worst thing in wrestling, and I'm including Buck Zumoff. Buck Zumoff <laughs> is a better parent than John Bradshaw Layfield is a human being. I'm going to really enjoy... If you get John Bradshaw Layfield just beats the shit out of you, I'm like, I still believe you, John, but you got beat up real bad. Oh, of course. <laughs> he may beat the shit out of me, but here's what will happen. Here's my secret. With the hands tied behind the back, for sure. What are you going to do? Mule kick him and just fall on your back? Mm-mm. I'm just going to spit on him. A bunch of times, and then I'm just gonna start. Uh, That's good. I'm just gonna start uh, saying things that are vaguely homosexual, and he'll definitely be like, "Ah, oh, no, ah, oh, no." He's one of those. He's one of those things that I'm in <laughs> love with, but can't mention. And then he'll just be too busy. So tempted. Um, tempted to kiss. Exactly. So Billy Gunn, as we talked about off the top is uh, tested uh, test positive for steroids and elevated testosterone levels at a powerlifting event. Here's my question. Why are you entering a powerlifting event that tests for steroids? Secondly, his defense is... Fucking nailed it in one. What kind of pussy-ass powerlifting competition doesn't want steroids? What kind of fucking small-armed little bitches are lifting things? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly... Oh what? Ooh, who's who? Are you competing against? Hundred and ten pound guy? Get the fuck out of here! Get some steroids. Everyone at least four hundred pounds of just muscle, zero percent body fat. They're no longer yeah. humans. I didn't. I didn't show up to a. I didn't show up to a powerlifting event to see a bunch of Dylan Gots with harder bellies. If you did, that'd be the steroid division. <laughs> Dylan, can, can in 2020, can you and I from every day of 2020 just take steroids for the podcast and see what happens? 
Do you know how expensive steroids are? We got a Patreon. It's like $1,000. Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, please join the Patreon. That's so funny. Yeah, join the Patreon so we can do some vanity steroids. If we, if we get to 100 grand on the Patreon, Dylan and I will do 50 grand each worth of steroids in the year 2020. <laughs> how would that affect things? I don't know. We would be very ripped. It would be sick. <laughs> but you, we'd be very ripped and so angry. No, the whole thing about steroids, I've watched a bunch of documentaries on it, because basically they're talking about how everyone... The Benoit scandal really did this, but everyone blamed steroids for Benoit when it was actually the pills, um, or that was what they alleged, says all these men who like steroids. But steroids make you extra whatever you are. Like, so if you're angry, you're going to be extra angry. But if you're like me and you're kind of passive, I would be so passive. I'd be Facebook messaging people to be like, I'm on a show, but do you want it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was supposed to actually get paid for this gig, but I donated it back to you because you seem like a nice guy who does cokehead. (laughs) <laughs> hey, um, uh, I'm just gonna get a... Dylan, can you record? No, I have to go hold the door open for nine hours. That's my new thing. Oh, I hope you like me. My wife is eventually coming home, and I'm gonna do a bunch of uh, weird, unnecessary things she hasn't asked me to do just in case she thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> Someone's gotta vacuum the bathroom. Someone's gotta vacuum it. <laughs> the bathroom hasn't been vacuumed all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... Cr- crying but still have huge fucking balls imagine how fucking cool you'd be crying with just ripped ass biceps i mean i think about it every fucking day we get those steiner veins the veins where it's like (laughs) the veins also look like they have muscles i just keep i would just bark at so many people it would just be so much barking and then we would get steiner prank people where it's not fun here's a prank for you i gotta (laughs) stick a phone in your ass fuck you Here's a fun prank for you. I kidnapped your daughter. Eh. Hey, everybody. I'm Scott Steiner. Uh, so I pranked today, guys. Bobby Eaton for the Midnight Express. Uh, our dog, for some reason, likes biting Bobby Eaton, so we just sick our dog on him all the time. <laughs> Genuinely, what they would do is uh, Scott Steiner <laughs> yeah. had a pit bull that he had not trained, and for some uh-huh. reason, it would always bite Bobby Eaton, so he would just throw the dog at Bobby Eaton every day. That makes sense to me. <laughs> God, I hate I hate the Scott I hate the Steiner brothers so goddamn much. The Steiner brothers are not good. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the Steiner brothers are real bad, but we're going to become the Steiner brothers and I'm very excited. Yeah, you're going to be uh, you're going to be Rick, I'm going to be Scott. You're going to be Rick. You're Rick. You're Rick. You're a real estate agent whose uh, whose actual name is Glenn Rick Steiner. <laughs> Glenn. I don't think I actually uh, is Glenn. Can I tell you this? Billy fucking gun. Billy fucking gun, right? Tested positive for steroids, but he claims it was prescribed to him by his doctor. And that's, but that's the weird thing is the only reason you would have low T at that point in your life is because you probably had done steroids in the past. Also, he's for sure doing steroids, but who cares? It's a fuck, like, it doesn't matter if your office person is doing vanity drugs. The fact that they, like, fired him for that is absolute bullshit. Of course, he's now with AEW, but he does really, really, really miss being a trainer in NXT. He really, really liked training, and it's sad because it really seemed like he was just going to ride into the sunset. Yeah, but that said, I think that him being in AEW means that he won't be there for the eventual 
Apocalypse Now-esque breakdown of the WWE, and also showing how nice of a man he is. He still showed up at the Hall of Fame ceremony where Triple H cucked him out for being part of AEW, which personally for me was tried to. one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my entire life because it's like, oh, you mean the company that was formed by the five guys you were willing to pay accumulatively $20 million to? And the enti- every fan knows that, and now you just look like a little bitch? Because that's what you are, Trips. A little bitch. I think that Triple H, that whole thing on stage, for those of you that hadn't seen it, Billy Gunn says we don't want to be fired. Basically, Triple H says, okay, we can't we got, we can't do exactly what we used to do because we don't want to be fired. Billy Gunn says, I can't be fired. The crowd gets a big laugh. And then Triple H says, Billy, let's be honest, uh, he would t- fire you, Vince would, to buy that pissant company just to fire you again. And uh, that is, uh, and then Billy, to his credit, eats it because like he's like, this isn't my house. I'll do, it. but like, you're not gonna buy the fucking company of Tony Khan. Like that's not gonna yeah, happen. But, but again, and we can talk about this because you know it's Billy Gunn's. Yeah, we'll talk about AEW in a second because, and it's crazy that we can already discuss AEW on this show because of Billy Gunn. But that shows the hubris of the WWE and the guarantee that they're fucked is that, um. Uh, Vince McMahon, I guarantee, does think, oh, I can buy this fucking company. I can guarantee buy this company. And all of the old school wrestling thinking is corrupting him from that. Like, Jim Cornette has been going on and on, as um, have a few other people, about how, like, Double or Nothing showed that this isn't a serious... Like, there's nothing about that production that the WWE is going to take seriously. And it's like, guys, it doesn't matter what you think at this point. They... That was bought more than pretty much every WWE pay-per-view internationally besides WrestleMania. All Out has Mm -hmm. um, sold out in 15 minutes. They've done three sellout events in a row, which is something the uh, the WWE can't really even say about anything but WrestleMania uh, in years. They are on a serious fucking roll, and they are ahead of the curve of the traditional idea of uh, modern, of insider wrestling know-how dudes. Cornette, all of the fucking basically all of the internet podcast intelligentsia if they're not involved in AEW are going around being like well it doesn't and that's what's they are changing the game the game has changed WWE is in serious trouble and thank god Billy Gunn is on the side of the angels for um, for all of it it's really exciting the unfortunate part is we'll talk we'll end on this and then we'll do best and worst but um, the unfortunate part is he's asked about obviously his good friend China being put in the Hall of Fame as part of DX when she should be put in uh, solo, and he makes the very salient point that it, this is a quote now: "It doesn't matter what we do outside of wrestling. I was not the poster boy for anything at all. Like we have all made mistakes, and we have all taken our past that we wish we wouldn't have. But eventually, we, hopefully, we all find our way back. She found her way back. I found my way back. Brian found his way back, and now we all go in the Hall of Fame. We go in the Hall of Fame because what we did in wrestling, and that is a very very, very good point is that a guy like who else is in the Hall of Fame? Like there's uh, there's pedophiles in that Hall of Fame. There's fucking um, Shawn Michaels did porn. They had a fucking they had a fucking like uh, a deal with Playboy for years, which what is pornography? 
Like, it's tastefully done. It's nice. The You know, you should never shame anyone for being nude, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's that's something Dylan says on the air and not in real life. If you're naked near Dylan... I don't say that on life. Will, he'll get out a microscope and these weird tweezers, and he'll go through what he likes to call your no-no zones. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, what I do is I remove them, and then you're clean. Yeah, he does He does remove them with your with his teeth, which is... The, and he, he hasn't brushed or flossed in a long time. Yeah, I enter a mill, uh, I enter a locker room at a gym, and I say, "Gentlemen, if I see any of your penises, I'm cutting them off with these fucking pliers." And the pliers are scissors. And by the way, the pliers are his teeth. He points at his teeth and he goes, "These are my pliers." Yeah, I go, "I, I, 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 I'm gonna chew your fucking cocks off, you fucking losers!" <laughs> then I start jacking off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's weird is he has fat loads. Weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We started. You said I had thin loads, but now you're being honest with yourself. The big loads. John, what's the best thing about Billy Gunn in this period? That he's clean and sober, baby. Yeah, that's that's truly it. Uh, he also, for a pill head, doesn't... Uh, his body still looks great. I mean, that's probably for the steroids, for sure. But he still kept himself up. He's, the, he's a 52-year-old man at the point he gets fired, and he still looks good. He looked good in the AEW Battle Royal. Um... He just, like, kept up his fucking shape, and I think that's the best thing about him is because you look at a guy like even Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, where he did the match with Jericho, he had a weird chest, which is your prerogative. You're not an, you're not a pro wrestler anymore, uh, really, and you're a man, you're an old man. You don't need to keep up your fucking chest, but for some reason, Gen X have been kind enough to Billy Gunn that he still looks better than I ever will with his shirt off. Yeah, but that's also because he's taking powerlifting steroids and also, um, that's true. Well, I mentioned the steroids, but whatever you got to do is whatever you got to do. Oh, for sure. And also, let's not forget, he um, sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. I was trying to think of a funnier joke that went along with uh, um, just doing pills with Road Dog, And it's one of those things where his life is... This is what it is. His life is so relaxing now because Road Dog is sober. So every time he goes to sleep, he's not... He now knows he's not going to wake up and just a guy will be naked... Like just holding a baby's a bloody baby's leg, being like, I don't know why I have this. <laughs> I guess the worst thing about it is that he did get fired from WWE for that bullshit steroids thing, and I do think that uh, he would be happier. Judging by all his interviews, he really wants to be brought back into the fold of WWE and made a trainer in NXT because that is the style that he came up wrestling and the style he got the best at. And I think he'd be a good trainer based on the fact that he is the quintessential good wrestler for that style. Not great wrestler, but like good wrestler. Yeah, no, he's, it's one of those things where he's who you would want training your talent. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They're not going to bring him back for a while, but he, and also I think it's better that he's in AEW because also AEW is totally that style and him working as a producer is great. I think it's a weird one, though, because, like, AEW, all these guys are coming in off the indies. They're coming in with set styles. So I'm sure they they have their ears open. But, like, when your whole thing is, as Cody Rhodes said, we're, we're trying to destroy the Attitude Era. And then you have a guy who was the most Attitude Era guy of all time because his gimmick was, I'm a badass. And then he wore a Cartman shirt, and then his gimmick was, my ass is nice, and I like to lick ass. The inherent problem with the AEW is the AEW needs to move away from... That's clearly a Cody Rhodes idea, and Cody Rhodes' ideas are really bad. I love Double or Nothing. I didn't love his match with his brother because I had no emotional weight to it. I could Really? I could give a fuck. 
Um, and You're like the only person who's <laughs> said that out loud. John, you are going to be pro wrestling Skip Bayless, and I'm so happy about it. I don't get that reference, but I like it. Um, also, it started with the fucking loseriest thing in the entire world, which was the destroying of that throne. That should have come with a fart sound effect. Yeah, that was that was cringy. That was the stupidest fucking thing in the entire... Like, it literally should have... Cody should yeah. have walked out... I'm a little bitch. I'm the bitch. Yeah. Like, don't think of things in relation to the other people. Just do your own shit. But, I mean... The throne thing was dumb, but the rest of the match was great. So for me, I loved it. Uh, I love the ending of the match, but we're getting we're getting bogged down in stuff that's not about the B, the BA. The- it is about the badass Billy Gunn because you know what Billy Gunn would have brought to that match if he was producing it. Couple of things. First of all, um, have you thought about uh, not doing that and instead of uh, just having a headlock for like five minutes? And they're like, uh, I don't know if that's really the. <laughs> You know what you want to do? You want to just jackhammer, but make sure it's not the finishing move so you're making uh, the, the other company look bad, man. <laughs> he did do a jackhammer just because, fuck it, why not? But, oh, it was the best. They, that was the thing that I missed the most about the Monday Night Wars is the subtle fuck yous that they would give each other, and that one was so good. Um, oh, their most over-wrestler. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give the, that guy's um, final move. To a guy who won't even do it to finish a match. He's just going to do it sometimes. Yeah, or Disco Inferno doing the stunner. Yeah, it, exactly. It's like Disco Inferno doing the... Uh, it's the chart buster, uh, or as a friend of mine... Oh, sorry. As a friend of mine lied about saying it, it is the shark buster, and he claimed for three years that he had seen <laughs> it on the cover of a uh, Japanese videotape at Blockbuster Video at the Westgate Mall in Ottawa, that it said... Um, shark buster not chart buster and he claimed that uh disco inferno was really big in uh japan i then disproved all of that using wrestling magazines in the early 90s and he cried and that man's name was john that man's hastings. name was not john hastings that man's name was not even dylan got i'm not gonna say that man's name because he's now an electrician in ottawa <laughs> Ooh, don't shame the good electricians john what's the worst thing about this part of billy gunn's career the fucking like I guess the stero- I, hmm. there's a lot. It's not. Uh, it's not that it's. I'm gonna say the whole use. Of, the worst moment for me is when he joins up with CM Punk, and in, in particular when they run against the Shield, and then they reveal Jake the Snake comes out during old school Raw. It's the weirdest segment in the world because it's just like CM Punk openly and honestly doesn't seem to fucking want to be there with these guys. They seem sort of like overly enthusiastically happy. They're like, man, we're back at it. And then Jake comes out to no pop whatsoever. And it's just like, it's so many weird. It's just fucking, it just bums me. It's a real bummer, Dylan. There was a, there was a pop for Jake, but I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, fucking CM Punk in them. There is not a pop for Jake. There is not. Go listen to the tape. This is the pop. Oh, hey, that guy. Watch the tape. Decide for yourselves. I- Clan. Be aware. I've watched, I've watched that tape more than I think any other wrestling clip in the entire world because I love Jake the Snake Roberts and the pop he gets is decidingly silent. <laughs> so 
that's our Billy Gunn fucking series, everybody. Seven goddamn parts on Billy Gunn. Next week, we'll be starting our voyage into the career of Stephanie McMahon Helmsley, baby. It's summer. You know what that means. We're talking about Stephanie a lot. Come see me in the Edinburgh Festival. The Edinburgh Show is 9 o'clock at Monkey Barrel 2, 11 o'clock with Cole Cabana and Monkey Barrel 2. Fucking be there, you fuck, 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 fuck. Come to one, then come to the other. Dylan will be there. All on my Monday. shows on my website. You'll be at the wrestling show with me and uh, Coco Banna. August 6th. All my show dates are on my website. DylanGott.net. DylanGott.net. If you live in the Ottawa area, I'll be in Pembroke on July 20th and Cornwall on July 19th. Dylan. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Facebook is The Wrestler Review Podcast. Twitter is at Wrestler Review, as is our Instagram, at Wrestler Review. And if you liked our shit and you want to donate and get us some steroids, patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Thanks very much for listening, guys. And we'll be back next week with Stephanie McMahon. Come shit in my mouth, please.